there we go. Update is available. Great. Not now. I'm recording. Hello there. Winter solstice. Another month till spring festival. Workout done. Late morning. Reading books. And why is it that some parts of our body can repair themselves, but others can't? Hmm. Seems unfair. Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky, and this here is my uh, audio digest in which I talk about all the things that are going on in the fun world being an expat uh, here in Beijing, China, and also some of the things that uh, keep me busy, keep me distracted. I have wondered, you know, are a lot of these things just distractions? And uh, this is the this is the problem with reading these these books. So I've been reading again, which is uh, I said yesterday it actually helps with the headache. It helped with the headache, or a couple days ago. And it's true. I mean, reading a paper book is a lot easier, I think. Uh, than reading a lot easier on the eyes than compared to reading an ebook. Uh, I find that so much of my own work, like I do work with a computer, I, all this audio stuff and video stuff is done on a computer, then I have a cell phone I'm looking at that. Um, and it's just, it's constant, right? So, but to be fair, I find that I am able to, I don't know, what is it easier to read an ebook or easier to read a paper book? Um, I, f- I think it's actually easier to read an ebook because I can scan the page faster because I spend, I've spent more time reading websites and articles and newsprint like that, like on screen rather than reading paper books, which means that I'm actually able to read an ebook a little bit quicker, I think, uh, despite the, uh, sort of apparent, um, does it, I'm not sure how much there is to say that these things actually hurt your eyes. I know a lot of people, a lot of my students would say that. Um, I don't try to argue with them because it's a very dumb idea to argue with them. <laughs> oh, it's just not even worth the fight to tell you the truth. Um, but um, the idea, you know, I think guess there's a common belief that the ebooks and digital devices are sort of bad for your eyes, but then that sort of begs the question, like, then wouldn't you see more people with eye problems than you do? Um, yeah, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with my eyes so far. I mean, I had eye surgery a couple of years ago, uh, but, uh, well, quite a few years ago. Uh, so I used to wear glasses. I don't anymore. And it doesn't, like, I'm looking at my eyes here. I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not looking at my eyes. I'm looking through my eyes and blocking them off and I don't think, I mean, it's not much of a difference, to tell you the truth. It's still, I guess, they'd still consider it to be 2020. Anyway, ah, my fan line, I'm getting uh, distracted here. So this whole, <laughs> there's sort of two things that, um, reading these books that have kind of made me kind of go, why, why do I read these books? So there's these two books in particular, um, Michio Kaku's Hyperspace, and then I've also been reading Bill Bryson's The Body. Uh, and I've been reading Bill Bryson's The Body for quite some time. Like I bought it last this year, earlier this year. Uh, but uh, you know, I did sort of have a bunch of it. I you know I had an HSK test in there. Uh, I wrote a Delta module exam as well. So uh, things like this is kind of pushed off on finishing this book. Um, but um, the, the the connection between these two, and I'm not sure if I've talked about this before. Uh, I I have mentioned before the sort of uh depressing feeling that i get 
when I read books like Michio Kaku's uh, Hyperspace, in which he talks about how the universe is going to grow old and die. You know, and that one thing that our ancestors are going to have to do, precluding the fact that he's not going to make it. And if he's not going to make it, and he's a theoretical physicist and like a smart guy and actually has money, I kind of go like, what's my chance of making it, right? And seriously, I mean, if some of the smartest brains in the world are sort of okay with the idea that they are going to die, what hope do we younger people have? You know, and us commoners, there's almost no chance that we're going to make it through. It's 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 over, man. Um, and so he talks about how the universe is going to expand or contract or whatever, like the different doomsday scenarios and how our ancestors are going to have to jump dimensions uh, or universes or whatever to escape the eventual um, end of this universe. So this kind of raises... Uh, one you know a couple questions of, of and, and arises some emotions kind of like do i really need to buy books <laughs> they're not going to survive what what does money really mean anyway well my landlord would sort of say uh money to you means that you can live in the apartment that you're living in uh because uh i still have a mortgage to pay and if you don't pay it then i'm going to find someone else who believes in the in the truth in the reality in the uh, sincerity of money rather than, you know, uh, several billion millennia later, uh, it's just not going to matter anyway. Universe or no universe, uh, you still owe rent every three months, right? Uh, so so that's number one, you know, that sort of the longevity of the universe. But then this also gets me going, okay, so why can't we make it? Why, why does it have to be the ancestors? Why can't it be me? Why can't it be you know, why can't I make it that long? And so turn into, uh, or turn to uh, Bill Bryson's uh, The Body book, which he talks about the different body parts. And one part he talks about, and he talks about the skin as well, how it can regenerate. Um, but he talks about the inside of the, the intestines where uh, they are coated with these little wave-like structures that protect us from, you know, the protect the hydrochloric acid inside the stomach from penetrating through and eating the rest of the body and these things get uh, these little war like wave like worm like things sticking out uh, from the inside of our um, like it's like a little fuzz uh, sort of thing so there's a whole bunch of these little papules throughout our, our intestine and they get replaced on a regular every three or four days and we're, wait, wait, what do you mean what do you mean they get replaced so after four days they've kind of worn out or something do they break off or whatever and then we digest those, yeah, you know, cannibalizing ourselves, I guess. Uh, if they regenerate and our skin regenerates, why isn't it like other parts of our body can't regenerate? Like if you lose, I hate to say it, pay, 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 uh, you know, if you lose a finger or an arm or a hand or, you know, things like that, uh, or a leg, I mean, wh why is it that that part can't regenerate? I don't know, doubt someone's listening to this and go, well, Stephen, did you Google this? And of course I didn't Google it just yet. But all this kind of feeds in together that, hey, in a billion years, you know, actually in a lot less time than a billion years, uh, like within my own sort of, uh, I think the Canadian average of lifespan is like, what, 73 years, 75 years? Okay, so within the next 30 to 40 years, I'm going to face my own sort of, you know, uh, mortal reckoning. Why is it? That if my stomach can repair itself, you know, I can't regenerate more parts of my body and there and there and continue to uh, 
live live the way that i you know that i know living to be not like the you know grand ethereal sort of ah but you'll join god I'm like yes that's one way okay <laughs> what if <laughs> what if i don't want to do that why can't i regenerate myself so that i can continue living the way that i know actually is right rather than the way that i don't know for sure is Keep in mind, like, I don't really recall very much before age of 10 anyway. Uh, and so, like, your brain was developing then. Your body was developing up until what, age 25 or so. Um, why does it have to start reversing course? Why does it start breaking down? And all this leads up to the, the point of why can't the body last for a billion years? If things can regenerate, why aren't they regenerating all the time and just keeping everything in tip-top shape? What? Why not? Tell me. So <laughs> this, this is what's going through my mind as I'm, as I'm reading these books going, maybe this is why people don't read these books. because They just hurt your head and they kind of make you all depressed and kind of make you wonder like, well, why would I bother doing anything after work when I don't have to? Because if it doesn't mean anything. We're all going to die anyway. The universe is going to end and all your precious uh, CD collections, your books your clothes, and all that money that you've tried, you've spent so many hours saying those words, digital or not, Bitcoin or whatever, cryptoed or not, it's all just going to be gone. And it's up to our ancestors to jump ship, jump to the interstellar ship to uh, make sure uh, they continue on the long lineage of us, of life. <sighs> yeah. There's your thought for the day. I was trying to read Walden by Henry David Thoreau, um, which uh, a lot different than the other two books I'm reading. Um, couldn't get into it. Uh, it's just, it's too dry, and he's very cynical in it, actually, which is, <laughs> I was not expecting this at all, to tell you the truth. Uh, I just, you know, the hyperspace book is a little bit more optimistic, uh, despite my interpretation of it so far. Uh, Bill Bryson's book is pretty humorous, which is great, because I, li I like his writing anyway. Uh, but uh, Walden, um, it kind of sort of, like, I, I tried, I read the, I read the conclusion, uh, because I figured uh, I'll just skip to the end. I read the first couple of pages as well. First of all, it's very wordy, very densely written. Maybe, maybe I'm not ready for this book just yet. Could be. So, I mean, I did try to read some of it. And I was kind of like, this guy's talking a lot about, you know, finding yourself and comparing himself to how he's so much more enlightened now that he's spent two years on his own compared to, you know, all the other riffraff who are uh, so... Uh, attached to their worldly possessions and everything. I'm going, yeah, but I don't know. They kind of make things good. They, you know, Again, this goes back to distractions, right? Are these all just distractions? Because Henry David Thoreau is dead. He, he didn't make it through life. I mean, he did make it through life, but then like it ended. So even though he has a book that immortalizes his words, he himself is definitely not here anymore, right? I think it was only written 150 years ago, in the middle of 19, 1850s, 1860s, somewhere around there. Correct me if I'm wrong, go ahead. Uh, but um, yeah, couldn't. So I haven't gotten through Walden just yet. And of course, this all kind of counters, well, what, whatever happened to the, uh, the idea that you're going to be doing uh, HSK in December? Well, okay, 
COVID derailed that. Um, after writing the Delta exam, was it two weeks ago already? Uh, I, I was sort of aware that, boy, did I ever need like a little time off, a little break, because I'm doing this December drumming challenge as well, where I'm making a drum track uh, every single day throughout uh, December, although not always having success posting it. Uh, so there's, and of course, then last week I got hit by this virus, uh, whether it was COVID or not, I don't know. Um, cause I don't, there's no way to test. <laughs> Apparently in Canada, they're still testing you if you get sick. I'm like, what? Why? Who cares? I mean, it, I'd like to say it's over, but, uh, to be truth be told, a lot of the students that we have are actually, um, calling in sick these days. Like we're talking lots of them. So, which is, um, yeah, not, not very good for us to tell you the truth, but, uh, all that being said, um, I don't I don't know how to uh, really well approach. Okay, so anyway, I was, I was reading Walden. Didn't that didn't go on hyperspace? A little bit more optimistic book. Uh, Bill Bryson's book is also very good and optimistic as well. All that sort of is to say: Are these are all distractions? The books, the distractions, or the December drumming? Is this a distraction? Is buying software and computer parts? Is this just a distraction until we all inevitably just kind of not exist anymore <sighs> oh it's almost christmas <laughs> merry christmas season's greetings happy holidays you know here's lots of cheers cheer for you isn't that oh goodness uh, what a topic anyway so this is i mean this is just my my uh some of the things that go through my mind um i guess the other sort of uh, thing that sort of brightens the uh the load lightens the load a little bit is the idea that um Star Trek, the timeline, the time, uh, Star Trek timeline, like they start around 2063 is when they uh, sort of say when the first warp engine was sort of tested. Uh, but then within a couple of millennia, sorry, a couple of hundred years, a couple hundred centuries, like 22, 23, 22nd, 23rd, 24th centuries, humanity is zipping around the stars with warp drives, which is kind of a neat idea. Now, this actually was kind of neat with the hyperspace thing, zipping around uh, interstellar space, is the idea that space is curved. So much like the Earth is curved, despite despite what some U.S. Americans want to tell you, and they believe uh, that the world, they say the world can be flat. I go, I think you got to start not thinking that anymore. It's a little bit difficult, very hard to hold position space could be curved and apparently this can be proved because um well this is what einstein was going on about as well um keep in mind like i'm only 30 pages into this book hyperspace and i'm talking as if i you know just knew everything is actually i'm not it just it clicked here today when i was reading this book going wait a minute if space is curved that means it can be like a bubble which they do say it could be if it's multidimensional, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that the idea that uh, if light is a wave, it needs something to wave against, right? So um, this is the part I didn't understand. I'm like, well, wait a minute, why does it have to wave against something? But the, the idea being that the only way that light can be a wave is if it's moving in between something. So that, that's causing those gyrations, uh, that, that waveness to happen. Uh, which is what we see when we look at we the people with the, the technology see when they are measuring the distance of the stars and stuff like that, which suggests that space is curved. Well, that's kind of neat. 
And so you kind of start wondering, you go, well, wait, 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 wait. So the, the stars that we see, are we seeing, are we like, is it an inverted globe? Is it an exverted globe? So like, are we, are we on the surf, surface of it or are we on the inside of the, the uh, curved uh, universe? Uh, and does that mean that with this idea with hyperspace, uh, what Michio Kaku, and he's one of the uh, sort of uh, proponents of it, uh, founders of it, they talk about these vibrating strings and how it might be possible to zip along the, the stars by grasping onto these strings and catching a ride sort of thing. And then also being able to find wormholes to uh, pop out in different parts of the uh, the universe, which is kind of neat because you're going, well, if you know this, then you just have to start looking for it, right? You know, how many things, uh, I mean, there was always land over the seas, over the oceans, just that they humanity wasn't connected the same way that they were once the ability to sail. Um, I guess when Columbus, uh, that sort of the Renaissance hit Europe, everything, that sort of pushed humanity into um, understanding that there was a lot of land around the world and that you could get there if you had the provisions, the boats, and uh, the time to do it. Um, so now we just sort of take it for granted. But uh, at the time, it was kind of a big, scary thing to go get on a boat and try to sit through um, a couple of wave storms and stuff like that, right? Likewise, with wormholes and uh, all this interstellar travel, maybe we just can't uh, see it yet because we don't know what we're looking for or how to get there just yet. Interesting. So this was uh, was uh, amusing my mind throughout the day. No doubt you're going to have to go back and verify a lot of what I just said. Uh, but good book, Hyperspace by Michio Kaku. I'm going to keep on reading it. I'm actually surprised at how easy it is to read. Uh, all that being said, uh, winter, winter solstice is today. So tonight, today was the shortest day of the year and the longest night of the year, I guess. Right. So starting tomorrow, the days get longer. Uh, four weeks away from Spring Festival... Uh, oh, and pleasance of all pleasants, and presence of all pleasants, and pleasance of all presents. Um, no more Jian Kang Bao. Uh, so we don't even the the uh, up until today we still had to scan this uh, health app, um, and if we wanted to dine in, it had to be a negative NAT test for, uh, for within the last forty eight hours. That's over. It's done. It's gone. And. Now they're not even testing people for um, uh, coronavirus anymore. So that's gone. It's done. It's over. I mean, aside from the fact that everybody is sick, COVID is officially over. Uh, <laughs> like, all, all right, so now what? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, don't, I have no idea because it, I, I work from my apartment. I, I don't leave my compound very often. Uh, it's... Where am I going to go? I, I, I'm not sure if I'm afraid to leave. Like, what if they go, ah, we got you. <laughs> oh, you guys, you know, you thought the COVID was over. But uh, now there's a variant because everyone got sick so fast. The virus has mutated. Locked down everything again. Oh, and I, you know what? It could happen because it's happened before. Oh, <laughs> we don't want to see that. Not at all. Um the idea was like, okay, so if we could travel, where would we travel? But when would I travel? Because like I, it's kind of cold out right now. When am I going to Sanya? I see other people have gone to Sanya. And Sanya is sort of like um, the Hawaii of China. It's in the south. Um, it's south of uh, Hong Kong as well. When am I going to Hong Kong? But I'm told you actually have to show 
uh, proof of vaccination to get in and uh, for dining places and stuff like that. Uh, so you don't have to scan your stuff, but you have to show that you have been vaccinated. Whereas here in mainland China, uh, you don't have to at all. At all. So um, there goes Hong Kong, I guess. Wouldn't mind going to Hong Kong. I'd go to Hong Kong for a weekend. Why not? Macau, sure. Even just Xiamen, whatever. I mean, yeah, okay, so maybe the next three to four months might be uh, might be time to revisit the idea of traveling to practice my Chinese again. That would be such a great thing, you know, three years later, but uh, we'll get there. Uh, workout done as well. It was sort of a late, um, I had a late morning. I did not do a morning workout today. I woke up, I didn't get out of bed until seven. And I, this actually kind of made me wonder, I'm like, is this is this just me where it's, just harder to get out of bed in the morning. It is cold, like minus seven, minus eight, and then there's a wind. Uh, so it is, it's not exactly the most encouraging weather <laughs> to go outside and run around the yard a couple times, uh, you know, and, and then add on to a, a workout there. So I figured, well, I'll go for, I'll get up and stretch my legs and everything, but uh, it wasn't until after work that uh, I managed to get the uh, the full workout in. Uh, which is the, f- well, I did a little bit of a workout on Monday, and then today uh, I did do the skipping balls again, uh, which I missed last week because I was sick with the uh, the virus. So, But at least I got it in uh, thinking of some of the ways that I could actually change up my workouts a little bit. But uh, it's hard to change up some workouts because I find the best way to change them is like little pieces by pieces and not all at once. Because uh, then you have to think about it too much. And one of the reasons I've stuck with the things I'm doing is because I don't have to think about it. I can just go and do it. It's automatic. I can do variations within the things that I'm doing. But generally, you know, Mondays are for uh, steel clubs and maces and uh, light kettlebells. Wednesdays are for the medicine ball. And then Fridays are uh, for lifting heavy and that. Uh, you know, doing the, the Murph challenge like that, CrossFit Murph challenge as well, doing doing a lot of pull-ups, basically. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Um, if I can, I'll get that track up uh, again. And if you haven't had a chance just yet, episode number 35 of my podcast uh, is up and streaming on Spotify, Apple, and Google, and also Amazon. Uh, you can also head on over to my website, stephenserski.com. I've redone the podcast site, podcast page. It's a little bit easier to navigate and to see everything. It loads a lot faster, I should say. Uh, so uh, you can take a look at that. And uh, the last uh, episode, number 35, with Tatiana. She's also an expat here in Beijing, China. Uh, episode 36, uh, I have not started editing just yet. But, um, well, hopefully if I can't, you know, hopefully by next week I should be able to have that uh, done. This weekend I might be doing a lot of baking and cooking. So we'll see what the what that brings. But uh, all right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, Thanks for joining me once again today. Hope you're uh, warm and well wherever you are, uh, whether you're in China or overseas or over lands. I mean, because sometimes you don't actually go overseas. You just go from one part of the land to another part of the land, right? Right? Asia, Europe, right? Okay, show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenserski.com. Have a good one, folks. We'll do this again. Bye-bye.